Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. I've had one guy actually tell me he's been analyzing stuff for three years. He's just been a little nervous to really go for it, but I don't mind helping walk someone through and get them to that level. But you got to be able to take that plunge. There's no way to make money in this until you take the risk. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we are speaking with Dan Rivers. Dan, how are you doing today? Excellent, Theo. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. Before we dive into that, a little bit about Dan. He's a full-time realtor and investor with over 10 years of real estate experience. His portfolio consists of nine doors, six of which he did with a business partner and then three others. He's also invested in two syndication deals. He is based in Charleston, South Carolina, and you can say hi to him at danrivers.com. So, Dan, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? Sure, Theo. I started back in around 2004, moved from Boston down to Tampa, and got into property management, the condo and HOA side. I hit the ground running, learned by fire. I started off with 16 properties to manage, which consisted of high-rises on Clearwater Beach to some homeowner associations downtown. From there, I was in the business, moved back up to Boston in 07 where I moved up the ranks there, finishing around 2015 as division president for a property management company. And it was around then that I realized that property management was great. I had a lot of experience from it between learning contracts, financials, insurance, really all the ins and outs of a property, but it wasn't my passion. And in 2018, my wife and I decided to move down to Charleston, best decision ever. And I got my real estate license in May of 2008 and hit the ground running from there. In 2019 was my first real full year as a realtor down here. I realized the end of 2018, I wanted to focus on investing and working with investors. It was my niche. It was my passion. And 2019, I was able to become a top 10% realtor down here, selling 26 homes. That was my first full year. And this year, I've actually surpassed my goal of $5 million and going to shoot for 10 million in this year in sales, primarily focusing on investors, but I also do regular residential sales as well. And my business partner and I, the areas that we're focusing right now are particularly Burrs in the North Charleston area down here in Charleston, South Carolina. We have six ourselves under our belt. We're refinancing a couple and we're looking to grow to at least 10 this year and really get that to about 40 units over the next five years. Perfect. So you got two focuses right now, which is the burrs with your business partner. And then also you're working with investors to help them buy deals, right? Exactly. I have several Perfect. account investors that are burring, flipping, doing those types of things. But yes, exactly. Okay. So I guess you're what's considered an investor friendly agent, which a lot of people in the investing world would love to have. So one question I have for you is, Whenever you are, and again, I'm doing this for people who want to work with investor-friendly agents. So whenever you are considering working with someone, will you work with literally anyone who reaches out to you and says, hey, I want to invest in real estate and I want you to be my realtor? Or are there certain things that this individual needs to have done first before you start working with them? If that makes sense. That's actually a great question because you hear people all the time, people always say, I want to get into real estate investing. Okay, well, then what? And I'm happy to help out anybody. If someone just wants to have a call just for guidance, they're not looking to invest for the next six months, I'm happy to chat with them to kind of guide them on where they need to be to the person who's been real estate investing in several markets and now just wants to get in the Charleston area market and is 
a pro at it. So all levels always happy to help out. Everybody has to start somewhere. And it depends on where you're at. And that's the guidance I'll give you. If you're a brand new investor and really want to get into it, then that's where I really go over. All right, we got to start from the beginning. You got to know your end goal. What are your goals? Because one of the biggest things people do is they'll want to invest in real estate. They want to flip. They want to burr. They want to wholesale. They kind of want to do a handful of things. But if you don't really specify a niche of what you want to attack first, you end up having paralysis by analysis. So I try to guide someone, all right, what are your goals? Passive income, active income. What are you looking to actually accomplish and then help them hone in on those goals? That's the first step of any investor is really know your niche. And then once you have that going, if you want me to get into it and kind of go over a few things that I do is build a strong team. That's definitely step number two. Once you know what you want to do, you need to build that strong team. Lenders, investor-friendly agent, contractors, insurers, property managers, if you're going to be buying a rental portfolio. I think people don't understand how important that part is. And as an investor-focused agent, I'm happy to try to set those things up and help guide people to all of those contacts to give them that extra value. And I think that's really the beginning part of investing. Anybody who wants to invest in the area or invest with me, those are the areas I really try to focus on to really guide people and help them out. Are these team members, these lenders, these insurance people, the property managers, would you refer them to your go-to people that you have built relationships with? Absolutely. I have a couple go-to people in all of those areas, but I also welcome people to research on their own. We have plenty of investment groups down here in the Charleston area, and sometimes people just reach out to other investors as well to see what's worked for them because it's not a one-size-fits-all. I want to make sure the personalities and the end goals match up to what the client wants. Do you help your clients find deals? Absolutely. Whether they're on or off market deals, I've actually in the past couple of weeks have helped lock up a few wholesale deals, some off market deals for clients. One wants to flip it, the other one's going to burr it, as well as on market deals. So however I could find them something that'll match their criteria, I'm happy to help them out. What are some of your lead generation tactics that you're using to find these off market and on market deals? Do you mean on-market that you list them on-market or you found them on the MLS from some other agent? Yeah, the on-market's mainly just through the MLS. If I have something coming soon or something that I am aware of in my brokerage, I'll obviously send that off to my clients right away first before it hits the market. But besides that, the off-market stuff are a lot of local wholesalers. I make sure that I'm on as many email lists as possible. I build relationships with the local wholesalers, as well as I'll direct market a team here that will send out letters to communities or specific houses if someone's interested in something to try to market that way as well. So you get an off-market deal. We mentioned that before you look on the market, you'll give it to your clients first, but how do you know which clients to send it to? Do you send it to all of them and they all get a fair shot, whether they've never done a deal with you before or they have done a deal with you, whether you just met them, you've known them for a while. How do you kind of decide who gets the deal? That's a great question. I will send it off to people that I know are ready to buy and can close on the deal because that's one of the most important factors here, especially on off-market deals. They either have to be cash or hard money, and it's got to be someone who's willing and ready to close on a deal because if not, I don't want to waste that wholesaler's time or that connection's time because they may not send that deal to me first next time or they may not be as apt to do business. So the investor has to be ready to do the deal, and I'm happy to get them to that point but they have to be ready to close on that deal. Perfect. So what can listeners do 
to portray to the investor-friendly agents in their markets that they're serious, they're credible, and they're able to close on the deal. And let's use it, let's be more specific and say that they actually haven't done their first deal before. So is it possible for them to portray their ability to close without having that prior track record of actually closing? Or do you want to see someone who's actually closed on a deal before and you know that based off of that, they are capable of actually closing? Obviously, the latter is nice because if they've done deals before, you know that they've gone through the process. So they're ready to do a deal and they can analyze it usually a little bit quicker. But no, I'm happy to help the person out with their first deal. Everybody's got to start somewhere. So if it's their first deal, I'm just going to make sure that they have all their pieces in place. As I mentioned kind of before, most importantly, how are they getting the money? Can they close in the deal? Can they buy the deal? I'll also guide them if they're analyzing the deal. I have my own spreadsheets I hand out to people, or if they have their own, I'm happy to take a quick review over it just to give a second set of eyes to make sure that the numbers look good and the deal seems to be right up their alley. But as long as they have the proof of funds, the ability to be able to close on that deal, it's okay if it's the first deal or their 50th. Perfect. Do you want them just to tell you, hey, I've got the money? Do you want to see bank statements of the money actually in the account? Yeah, either see a bank statement or some sort of approval letter from a lender. Sometimes I'll even check in with the lender, but yeah, I want some sort of physical copy of that. Unless we've done deals in the past and I know that they have that ability, then I don't have to see that every time once I know that they're able to close. So besides actually transacting with an investor-friendly broker and doing deals, proof of funds, working with them on the education piece, what are some of the ways that investors can network on an ongoing basis with investor-friendly agents besides what we've talked about already? What types of things do you like to see kind of texting you, catching up with you, maybe like in-person types of things, adding value to your business? Again, the entire purpose of all this is try to just give the listeners the best advice on how to win over someone like you so that every time you get a deal, they're the first person that gets to see it. So what are some other networking things that they can do to put themselves in that position? That's a good question. As I mentioned, just being serious about it, going for 100%, having that team in place. And once you know someone's serious on that level and not just trying to pick your brain, which I don't mind. If someone asks me just general questions, they may not be ready for a while. That's perfectly fine. But it's just having the pieces in place and ready to go and be willing to go for it. So to not just analyze deals, but actually act on them. As long as they're ready to go, that's the biggest thing and willing to do it. If they're just kind of sitting on the sidelines, say I've been analyzed, had one guy actually tell me he's been analyzing stuff for three years. He's just been a little nervous to really go for it, but I don't mind helping walk someone through and get them to that level, but you got to be able to take that plunge. There's no way to make money in this until you take the risk. So transitioning for a little bit to your deals that you buy. So is your business partner, is he involved in the realtor business with you or is this someone separate? No, actually he's the finance guy. So he works for a pharmaceutical company in finance and he takes care of all the backend stuff for us. When it comes to analyzing deals, finding the deals, managing the deals, that's all on my end. And he helps keep the books and make sure that and get stuff ready for the tax account at the year end and those types of things. How did you meet him? It's pretty easy. It's my brother-in-law. <laughs> that made it a little bit easier. It's my wife's brother. So we just hit it off, had a lot of the same goals of where we want to be in the future, how we want to invest passively. A lot of our goals just aligned. So it just made sense to start off. And we did our first deal together. It went about as smooth as possible. And from there, we were able to grow. I think our six units we have together, we got in a matter of 15 months. So we're trying to grow as quickly as possible, but our goals align how we work together really benefits each other. So it worked out really well. How are you guys funding your deals? We have kind of a unique strategy. 
We try to buy one to two burrs at a time. We're usually under a hundred grand. You can actually do that down here in some parts of North Charleston. So we have some investments in the stock market and we were able to find a bank that gave us a line of credit against the stock market investments so that we're able to use a line of credit at about four, four and a half percent interest to purchase the deals, rehab the deals, and then we refinance out of them. This is a local community bank? Yep, local community bank here in Charleston. And did you just go in there and ask them to do this? Did you know ahead of time you wanted to get a line of credit against the stock market or is that something that they were offering and why you selected them? No, we actually were just find creative ways. We initially put a certain amount of money into an account together, kind of matched it. And we were like, you know what? We want to grow faster than this is going to allow us to. So we were just trying to think creatively. And I went to the bank. I do a lot of banking with this specific bank here in Charleston. And I went to them and we kind of just were brainstorming some ways to be able to get a line of credit. And when we brought up the fact that we have money in the stock market, and they were able to do a line of credit against it. We just kind of fell into it. All right, Dan, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Go for it. Take the first step. You really got to take the plunge. You got to try it out. You may lose a little bit of money. You may win on your first deal, but if you don't start, then you're definitely not going to be successful. All right, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, first a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Bob Malecki and his team at Resolution Capital Management partner with individuals to invest in distressed residential mortgage notes. If you're interested in doing a joint venture with them, where basically you invest alongside with them and sharing a portion of the profits based on how well that individual project goes, then go to rcm.company forward slash JV. That's rcm.company forward slash JV. Okay, Dan, what is the best ever book you've recently read? Mindset. It's one of my favorite books. It talks about the fixed versus growth mindset, and it really opens up your mind to the idea of how you used to think of things and how you could think of things in the future, whether it's business-related, family-related, with kids. It's a great read. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would like to work in the school system here to help educate kids on personal financing and definitely focus on the inner cities. Tell us about the best deal you've done. The best deal I've done. I bought an off-market deal for about $65,000. Have to put about 20000 into it, and one down the street just sold for 175000 So I was able to build a lot of equity. If you've ever lost money on a deal, how much did you lose, and what lessons did you learn? I have one of our very first deals. When we moved down here, we lost about $35,000. And the biggest lesson I learned from that is make sure you align yourself with people with the same values as you have. Solid lesson. All right, what is the best ever way you'd like to give back? I like to volunteer for the parks and rec down here, the county parks and rec, whether it's cleaning up beaches or they have my favorite event. They have a special needs prom every fall, and it's a great thing to volunteer at. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? You've already mentioned my website, danrivers.com, but if not, you could follow me on Facebook or Instagram at EcoFriendly Realtor. Perfect. Dan, well, thanks for joining us today and kind of giving us the ultimate guide to working with 
an investor-friendly agent. So you mentioned that you are willing to have a conversation to give guidance to anyone, whether they're completely brand new or they've been in the business for decades. Uh, You mentioned that if someone is brand new, the first two things you do is number one, you make sure that they have specific goals and they have a specific niche they want to focus on. And then once they know what they want and what niche you're going to focus on, you help them or tell them that they need to build a team either help them find lenders, an agent, if it's not you, insurance people, property managers, or they go out and do research on their own. We talked about how you're finding deals. So obviously you've got the deals in the MLS. We've also finding off-market deals through direct mail, as well as networking with local wholesalers and making sure you're on all of their lists. And then we kind of talked about what people need to do in order to position themselves to get those pocket listings, to get those off-market deals from investor-friendly agents. And, and really, it ultimately comes down to them proving that they are able to close on a deal. So you gave an example of you want to make sure that they have proof of funds. You want to see a bank statement so that you know that they have the money to close. It's ideal if they've done deals in the past. You also want to take a look at the numbers and make sure the numbers look good so you're not wasting your time putting on your contract, getting into due diligence, and they back out because their numbers don't make any sense. We also talked about ways that you can network with brokers. Really more of the same, just showing that you're serious and that you're not just there to pick your brain, which you said is fine, but ultimately you have to be willing to go for it to take that risk to actually buy the deal. And then also you want to make sure they have the team in place first. We also talked about your business partner, who is the finance person, is your brother-in-law, and that the reason why your partnership works so well is because you have the same goals, the same values, and you kind of just hit it off. You worked really well together. We talked about your strategy, which was really interesting. So you get a line of credit from a local bank against your stock market investment. So you said that you were in there brainstorming different ways to get cash, to get money, get line of credits. And you mentioned that you had a stock market investment and because of your previous relationships with this lender, they were willing to give you the line of credit. And lastly, you've got your best ever advice, which was to go for it, take the plunge, because if you don't ever do anything, if you never start, you're not going to be a successful real estate investor. So Dan, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing that invaluable advice with us. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Tia.